Welcome to In The Mix Radio with the dude. I've had a couple of technical difficulties. I did have my boy Kneecaps on the line with me. We were trying to get this out before the Super Bowl. I do have a couple of snippets that I'm going to add to this podcast. He feels that the 49ers and their defense are going to win the Lombardi Trophy tonight. Now, I feel that the Kansas City Chiefs and Mr. Patrick Mahomes are going to win. And small game Andy's finally going to get to lift his Lombardi that he's waited decades to lift. He has the best squad so far in any of his coaching tenures. And that includes Philadelphia for all those years. And those were some pretty talented teams. But this is the best team and the fastest team and probably the smartest team that he's ever coached and assembled. And these boys are no joke. And I get San Fran has a bunch of first rounders on the defensive side of the ball. And the the back end is pretty solid with a future Hall of Famer and Richard Sherman. Their linebacker core is pretty solid. But I just feel... That this Kansas City Chiefs team is just too fast for anybody to cover. And it just, it seems like they're destined to finally lift the Lombardi. And those fans who have waited all these generations are going to get their moment in the sun. And it's a great ride home story for those fans and that fan base and, and the organization as a whole. But... If Andy Reid doesn't learn from the previous mistakes of clock management, of using timeouts and wasting them, and all the other nonsense that he does on the sidelines, it'll all be for naught. This this entire season will be garbage. It won't be that memorable one that it should be. And I hope that small game Andy finally changes that name tonight because... He is a great coach. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. And without this victory tonight, I don't believe that he he might not get in. They're going to look at, he's a great regular season coach, but every time in the postseason, he hasn't taken that next step. He hasn't learned from all of it. And that's devastating, you know, for a guy with... His experience and and his knowledge of the game, he should have at least one Lombardi. And I get McNabb throwing up in the huddle and being overly nervous. That that probably cost him because they should have beat that New England team. They were the better team that night, I believe. And some people could call me crazy and, and all that. But I just feel that the 49ers offense can't touch the Kansas City offense. Now, the defense, they're, they're a different story. If they can get to Mahomes, which not many teams around the league have been able to on a consistent basis, they they might pull off the victory. However, Jimmy Garoppolo seems to just do enough. And I don't know against a high-powered offense and a decent defense if that's going to get the job done. The Green Bay game and the NFC Championship game, that Green Bay shouldn't have even been there. They had highs and lows all year, and they shouldn't have been there. But this game, this is the ultimate test for that 49ers defense. And the, the Olympic speed that this Kansas City Chiefs team brings to the table is second to nobody. And 
we may never see a de- uh, offense this fast ever again. And I just don't think that the 49ers on the outside and even in the slot have enough speed in that secondary and in that linebacking core to run with Kansas City for 60 full minutes. And they might make a play here and there, but as long as Mahomes doesn't turn the ball over and they show any semblance of a running game, Kansas City should win this game, even with a big score of 30-24, to 34-24. to It's going to be a big one if they can't get consistent pressure on Mahomes as a, as a unit, cause turnovers, and if the offense can't do what they did against Green Bay, which is a historic rushing day by Raheem Mostert, the man who six other teams didn't want, and he took a team on his back to the Super Bowl and said, I've arrived. I've arrived. That's his arrival moment. While six other teams are kicking themselves in the butt for never even giving him a shot. Now, I know they have the three-headed hill in the backfield with... Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman, who's a Shanahan guy for many, many years dating back to Atlanta, as well as the aforementioned Raheem Mostert. Now, I think Mostert's the best out of all three of them. I have never really thought Tevin Coleman was anything special. He just had the luxury of being in a Kyle Shanahan offense. And even then, he was okay. Devontae Freeman outplayed him for 90% of that time. And... That offense in Atlanta was a juggernaut with Julio Jones, Matt Ryan. You you had plenty of pieces around him where he had to make a few plays and he looked good. As far as being the leader of an entire backfield all to himself, he's not cut from that cloth, I don't believe. So, I just, I don't know. I, I If this game comes down to Kansas City stopping the run while also scoring points at will against a great defense. I'm not taking anything away from that 49er defense. But if Mahomes could score at will with one play strikes down the field, San Fran's going to be in for a long afternoon. It it won't be a snooze fest, but they're in for a long afternoon and, and a Lombardi going back to Missouri tonight. And that's... My take on this Super Bowl, I think it's going to be a very exciting one. Um, I think there's going to be plenty of big plays and a lot of excitement more than the halftime show as last year that was the entire Super Bowl, the halftime show. But this year, this year we got a, a special one and we definitely better enjoy it because we don't get many Super Bowls like this and it's going to be an amazing night, and whoever lifts the Lombardi, they earned it. But it just feels that this is a Kansas City Super Bowl party, and we're all just waiting to witness greatness from Mahomes, from Andy Reid, from Travis Kelsey, where it's Tyreek Hill. The, those guys, they just, they're ready. And the Honey Badger on defense. He, he wants that Lombardi too. He's been dreaming of this for many, many years. And I just think that this is the Kansas City year. And we're, we're going to witness a great show. And it's going to be fireworks from start to finish. And after that, we'll head into a hectic offseason. But 
right now let's enjoy this Super Bowl and from now this is in the mix sports radio with the dude have a good night enjoy the Super Bowl we'll be back after the dance Welcome to In The Mix Radio with the dude. I've had a couple of technical difficulties. I did have my boy Kneecaps on the line with me. We were trying to get this out before the Super Bowl. I do have a couple of snippets that I'm going to add to this podcast. He feels that the 49ers and their defense are going to win the Lombardi Trophy tonight. Now I feel that the Kansas City Chiefs and Mr. Patrick Mahomes are going to win. And small game Andy's finally going to get to lift his Lombardi that he's waited decades to lift. He has the best squad so far in any of his coaching tenures. And that includes Philadelphia for all those years. And those were some pretty talented teams. But this is the best team and the fastest team and probably the smartest team that he's ever coached and assembled. And these boys are no joke. And I get San Fran has a bunch of first rounders on the defensive side of the ball. And the, the back end is pretty solid with a future Hall of Famer and Richard Sherman. Their linebacker core is pretty solid. But I just feel that this Kansas City Chiefs team is just too fast for anybody to cover. And it just... It seems like they're destined to finally lift the Lombardi. And those fans who have waited all these generations are going to get their moment in the sun. And it's a great ride-home story for those fans and that fan base and, and the organization as a whole. But if Andy Reid doesn't learn from the previous mistakes of clock management, of t- using timeouts and wasting them and... All the other nonsense that he does on the sidelines. It'll all be for naught. This this entire season will be garbage. It won't be that memorable one that it should be. And I hope that small game Andy finally changes that name tonight. Because he is a great coach. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. And without this victory tonight, I don't believe that he, he might not get in. They're going to look at... He's a great regular season coach, but every time in the postseason, he hasn't taken that next step. He hasn't learned from all of it. And that's devastating, you know, for a guy with his experience and and his knowledge of the game. He should have at least one Lombardi. And I get McNabb throwing up in the huddle and being overly nervous that, that probably cost them because they should have beat that New England team. They were the better team that night, I believe. And some people could call me crazy and, and all that. But I just feel that the 49ers offense can't touch the Kansas City offense. Now, the defense, they're, they're a different story. If they can get to Mahomes, which not many teams around the league have been able to on a consistent basis, they, they might pull off the victory. However, Jimmy Garoppolo seems to just do enough. And I don't know against a high-powered offense and a decent defense if that's going to get the job done. 
the Green Bay game and the NFC Championship game, that Green Bay shouldn't have even been there. They had highs and lows all year, and they shouldn't have been there. But this game, this is the ultimate test for that 49ers defense and the, the Olympic speed that this Kansas City Chiefs team brings to the table is second to nobody. And we may never see an a offense this fast ever again. And I just don't think that the 49ers on the outside and even in the slot have enough speed in that secondary and in that linebacking core to run with Kansas City for 60 full minutes. And they might make a play here and there, but as long as Mahomes doesn't turn the ball over and they show any semblance of a running game, Kansas City should win this game, even with a big score of 30-24, to 34-24. It, it's going to be a big one if they can't get consistent pressure on Mahomes as a, as a unit, cause turnovers, and if the offense can't do what they did against Green Bay, which is a historic rushing day by Raheem Mostert, the man who six other teams didn't want, and he took a team on his back to the Super Bowl and said, I've arrived. I've arrived. That's his arrival moment. While six other teams are kicking themselves in the butt for never even giving him a shot. Now, I know they have the three-headed hill in the backfield with... Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman, who's a Shanahan guy for many, many years dating back to Atlanta, as well as the aforementioned Raheem Mostert. Now, I think Mostert's the best out of all three of them. I have never really thought Tevin Coleman was anything special. He just had the luxury of being in a Kyle Shanahan offense. And even then, he was okay. Devontae Freeman outplayed him for 90% of that time. And... That offense in Atlanta was a juggernaut with Julio Jones, Matt Ryan. You, you had plenty of pieces around him where he had to make a few plays and he looked good. As far as being the leader of an entire backfield all to himself, he's not cut from that cloth, I don't believe. So, I just, I don't know. I, I, if this game comes down to Kansas City stopping the run while also scoring points at will against a great defense. I'm not taking anything away from that 49er defense. But if Mahomes could score at will with one play strikes down the field, San Fran's going to be in for a long afternoon. It, it won't be a snooze fest, but they're in for a long afternoon and, and a Lombardi going back to Missouri tonight. And that's... My take on this Super Bowl, I think it's going to be a very exciting one. Um, I think there's going to be plenty of big plays and a lot of excitement, more than the halftime show, as last year that was the entire Super Bowl, the halftime show. But this year, this year we got a, a special one, and we definitely better enjoy it because we don't get many Super Bowls like this, and... It's going to be an amazing night, and whoever lifts the Lombardi, they earned it. But it just feels that this is a Kansas City Super Bowl party, and we're all just waiting to witness greatness from Mahomes, from Andy Reid, from Travis Kelsey, where it's Tyreek Hill. Those guys, they just, 
they're ready. And the Honey Badger on defense, he he wants that Lombardi too. He's been dreaming of this for many, many years. And I just think that this is the Kansas City year and we're, we're going to witness a great show and it's going to be fireworks from start to finish. And after that, we'll head into a hectic offseason. But right now, let's enjoy this Super Bowl. And from now... This is In The Mix Sports Radio with the dude. Have a good night. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll be back after the dance. Welcome to In The Mix Radio. Today we're going to touch on a topic that needs to be discussed, but it's a very sensitive one. And in watching the R. Kelly documentaries, um, it's really sad how the women in this world are valued. They came forward against a superstar and pretty much were made to feel like liars and to feel like less of a human being just because they weren't on his status level. And I'm not saying every case is the same and every woman that comes forward against a man, it's automatically wrong. What I am saying is these were underage girls with a pattern that followed with R. Kelly. They were from broken homes they were not very high on the social list and he took advantage of it and he tried to throw his own family members under the bus he tried to have his brother lie for him just to get out of trouble because he knew what he was doing was wrong and he still continued and continued for years we're going on decades of the same old story of him taking advantage of broken young ladies. And R. Kelly, as a musician, is a wonderful talent. He is really masterful. His, his mind for music and, and to produce and everything, it's... It's high level, and he took girls, young girls, with aspirations of their dream to be in music, and he shattered them, their dreams first, and then their lives second. And young, impressionable females, young, impressionable people, period, human beings, they have moldable minds and he knew that he can get away with it he knew how to play the system and he had a staff that turned a blind eye to everything he was doing just because he made them money and money is the root of all evil greed takes over and no matter who it is when you have millions of dollars being made Evil gets hidden for some reason in this world. And until we as a society change that, 
these issues will constantly arise and tragedy and pain will consistently be felt. But here's a monster, an absolute monster, who would videotape these heinous acts. And he had people running around the streets buying copies of the tape to keep him out of trouble. Why? Why would we try to keep a monster on his path of destruction just because we consider him a superstar? A monster is a monster. A crime is a crime. So for decades, we've allowed him to just run around and do whatever he wanted and feel invincible. But us as a a human race, we finally need to do what's right. And what is right is to make him face his crimes. No more non-disclosure agreements to hide the heinous acts. No more send the girls, the victims to this attorney who's profiting from those non-disclosure agreements. No more. No more protecting the monsters. Especially ones that are in power. Because he's not the only one with power that have taken advantage of young impressionable humans and we always seem to care about the the lower level non-social elite who commit these crimes we have YouTube channels that chase these guys down and want to get them off the street and bring charges against them but when we talk about superstars and people that we consider untouchable or better than us just because they are higher in a social standing. We feel that we have to protect them and they shouldn't have any kind of punishment. And that shouldn't be the case. We're, we're all one. We all bleed the same. We all break bones the same. We, we're human. We're human. And when a crime is committed, it should be brought to justice accordingly. And not only one woman came forward, not two women came forward, not 10 women came forward. There were 48 women who came forward with some kind of alleged abuse against R. Kelly. And all he had to do was pay money for it to go away. And that has to change. That has to change. Us as a society, we have to change. And hopefully he's brought to the justice that really he he should face for all the pain and the tragedy and everything that he's caused to these women even years later, even years and decades later, they still feel the trauma 
from the abuse that he put them through. The brainwashing, the molding, that everything was their fault. And he made them his puppets. He controlled them mentally, physically, emotionally. And until he's brought to justice, he will continue to control them in every aspect of their life. So us as humans finally have to come together and bring forth the proper punishment and finally let these women get the closure they deserve. But until then, until we continue to listen to R. Kelly music and we look at him as a superstar and untouchable and and better than us, we let these women relive that pain daily. And that's time to change. We have to be better as humans. And we have to start taking care of each other in the proper way. I know it's a touchy subject and I know I couldn't get some some hate because of this. I felt the need to speak out upon it and I hope you guys listen. I hope you guys really look at all the facts of the case, no matter what side you're on. Um, I believe... He should be brought to justice and swiftly and, and properly. And that, that's my take on it. I hope you guys enjoyed. Have a good day.